0: Good evening everyone, welcome.
1: So, um, tonight we're going to be um, thinking about how to practice
0: with um, those things that come up in meditation that we really um, don't like, um, and um, you know, mental states, sensations, what have you. Um, and so during the guided meditation um, portion of the evening, uh, it will just be sort of, sort of awareness practice, but once in a while I'm gonna cue people um, to kind of just bring um, extra awareness to what's uncomfortable and also how you react to what's uncomfortable, what's unpleasant.. Um, there are a lot of different kinds of meditation that we can practice. Um, you know sometimes there are technique techniques like what we used last time. They're designed uh, to cultivate a particular kind of um, state of mind. Uh, Last week it was uh, loving kindness. Um, And there are times where we practice meditation um, in order to help settle the mind, help settle the heart, to produce a sense of calm or focus. Um, and And those are all really important and valuable. Um, there are a lot of different ways to approach meditation. but I think um,
1: I think the most um, kind of... For me at least, I think the
0: fundamental um, approach to meditation is just kind of awareness of what is, just being with what is. Um, I heard a uh, a Zen teacher wants to describe meditation as like, when you imagine you're sitting facing a wall, right? Um, which is how it's actually done in most Zen temples. <clears throat> you're sitting and you're facing um, not other people, but a, a wall. Um, and just think of that wall as like a mirror, right? Um, in which you can see reflected your own mind. If you sit, long enough, eventually you will see everything that's in your mind come up and um, all your desires, different kinds of thoughts, different kinds of aversions, attachments. All you have to do is just notice what comes up. Um, And we're not trying to do anything to what comes up. We're just here to notice. Um, It's actually like a beautifully simple, practice, but it's um actually surprisingly difficult to do. Cause one of the things, one of the first things we'll notice uh is that we actually aren't very content just to notice what comes up. We want to um constantly manage and control what comes up, you know. Um we 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 want some more of that, but not so much of that, you know. Um and uh please give me a little bit more of this feeling, but no, no, none of that, you know. Um, So, but that's also something to watch. And that's what we're going to do tonight. See what comes up. I think um, because we're all human, we're going to have a variety of things that feel both pleasant and unpleasant. And then just notice how you react. Notice what you label or judge as unpleasant. What pleasant. Um, And notice how you then react to that which you've labeled as pleasant or unpleasant. That's all it is. No special techniques, no form of mind control is necessary. You don't need to have super powerful concentration. Um, it's just a willingness to look with honesty um, at what comes up. So let's let's see how that feels, okay. So please get into a, a comfortable position. Um, Position that you feel like you could sit in for 25 or so minutes,
1: one where you can re- maintain a relaxed alertness. And to begin, let's just take a few deep breaths, breathing deeply in through the
0: nose. and then out
1: slowly through the slightly open mouth. Let's just take a few more of those deep breaths in through the nose and out through the slightly open mouth. And now let your mouth come to a close. Just breathe in and out
0: through the nose and now begin to let your breath just come and go at its own pace, no longer elongating the breath. Just letting it
1: find its own rhythm, its own pace. And to begin, please bring your awareness to
0: the place where your bottom makes contact with the seat beneath you. Just feel the sensations produced by the
1: contact between your bottom and whatever is supporting your weight. And now bring your awareness into your lower back. And just feel whatever sensations there are here in the muscles, the tissue, the lower back. Perhaps there's some tension, some discomfort. Just notice how it feels. Now please bring your awareness to your belly. Notice to what extent your belly moves with the breath. For some of you, the belly will move a
0: substantial amount for some of you, not much at all. There's no right or wrong. You're not trying to breathe in a particular way. Just notice
1: any movement in the belly associated with the breath, just how it feels. And then notice as well, just whatever other kinds of sensations
0: there might be in the belly area.
1: Belly is often a very rich and complex source of feeling and sensation. Just take it all in. Some of the sensations you feel in the belly may be uncomfortable,
0: even unpleasant. Perhaps just um, unpleasant sensations from a full belly after dinner, or perhaps sensations that feel uncomfortable in a slightly emotional way, like there's just something that feels off, about a feeling that you can discern in the belly. Just notice the way the mind judges different sensations, different experiences as
1: pleasant or unpleasant. You don't need to stop yourself from doing that. It's a very natural thing to do.
0: Just notice how the mind judges,
1: good and bad, like and dislike. And now let your awareness move up a bit into the
0: chest. Just feel expansion and contraction of the rib cage, the rise and fall of the chest as you breathe. Not thinking about the rise and fall of the chest, but really feeling the sensations, how it feels in the ribs, how it
1: feels in the sternum. As your lungs fill up, with air, and then exhale that air. And now let your awareness widen just a bit so you can feel
0: the sensations in the belly and in the chest at the same time through feeling the way that the whole upper body moves as you breathe in and out and feeling the sensations produced
1: by the breath. At some point, if it already hasn't happened, you will be carried away by
0: thoughts, lose track of the breath. Just when that happens, just notice it. Just notice that you've been pulled away by thinking. Take note of what kind of thought has pulled you away. Perhaps a planning thought or a worrying thought or a judging thought just notice what kind of thought has pulled you away. And then very gently, just bring your awareness back,
1: the sensations of the breath and the belly and the chest. The point of this practice is not to stay
0: tightly focused on the breath, but rather just to use the breath as a anchor, a place to return to when we lose ourselves in mental fantasy or distraction. But it's okay to let the awareness roam, to notice sensations in different parts of the body to take a moment to notice what kinds of thoughts we're having, what kinds of feelings we're having. We want our awareness to be expansive,
1: not tight and narrow. And then just keep returning to the breath to make sure that you
0: stay in the present moment, stay in the reality, the physical reality of the present moment. The present moment contains a lot more than the breath. And so it's okay to let your awareness take it all in. Sounds in the environment, the feel of the air on your skin, sensations in other parts of your body. And of course, also the contents
1: of the mind. Just keep returning to the breath to keep one foot in the present moment. Now at some point, and perhaps it's already happened, you
0: will become aware of sensations or thoughts or feelings, something that is unpleasant and that you feel some aversion to, something that you just don't want to feel.
1: Just notice how it feels to judge something as unwanted. Notice how the mind reacts to something
0: that it does not want to experience. And also notice, if you can, the feeling in the body that accompanies Aversion or resistance. And something comes up that you do not want to feel, that you do not like, how does that feel? Try to be curious about this kind of judgment and response. There's nothing wrong with it, it's natural, it's very common. Don't give yourself a hard time. Don't try to make the aversion go away. Just notice as much as possible how it
1: feels. Be curious about it. And just remember to keep returning to the breath on a regular basis.
0: It's a place to return to as I put an anchor to stay grounded
1: in the present. You may discover that you can follow the breath while paying attention to thoughts and
0: sensations, to the experience of aversion and judgment.
1: There's room in your awareness for all of it. One of the things that's very characteristic of
0: aversion or resistance is the physical experience of tension. When we don't like an experience, don't want it, don't want to accept something that's happening, usually some part of the body, even if only in a very subtle way, will tighten up, harden against the moment. Just explore that hardening, that tensing up with curiosity, with a soft curiosity, try to meet
1: that hardness with softness. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. Is anyone having trouble hearing Bernie? Oh, sorry. I think I was muted. Um,
0: Something happened. Um, I'm back here. Sorry. I don't know how long I've been muted.
1: Maybe like 15 seconds or so. Okay, good. Thanks, Farnoosh.
0: So what I was saying was When you explore with curiosity, these moments of tension, resistance, aversion, explore it for a little bit, see how it feels like, but then don't dwell on it, on and on. Make sure after a little while to return to the breath. And then if the resistance continues to call for your attention, you can return, explore for a
1: little bit and then come back to the breath. One interesting place you may discover some resistance
0: or aversion without quite realizing it is in the judgments that you're having about how your meditation is going. Notice if there are any thoughts that are judging how you're doing, whether you're not doing well enough, whether the experience isn't what you want whether you would like this to feel a different way.
1: These can be very difficult to notice because we're so identified with the self as meditator. So it's good to check once in a while, is there some kind of
0: judgment happening about how this meditation
1: itself is going? Notice that. and just keep coming back to the breath, into the fullness of the present moment. Let's end this session with a very brief partial body scan just of
0: the head area. So please bring your awareness to the very top
1: of your head and just feel the sensations there. Is there any pulsing, any tension, any tingling? Just notice. And then please bring your awareness down into your forehead area. What do you notice there? And let's move our awareness to our eyes and the soft tissue around our eyes. any tension, any fatigue, invite the eyes to soften. Now let's bring our awareness to our jaw muscles, the muscles that we use to chew. Let your awareness just gently receive whatever sensations you encounter, just letting them be. Now, please bring your awareness to your tongue. And just to begin,
0: notice how the tongue is situated in the mouth,
1: suppressed up against the teeth or against the top of the mouth cavity. And what sensations do you feel in the tip of the tongue? Do you feel any tension, any holding in the big middle part of the tongue? Invited to release, let go. And how about the back end of the tongue where it disappears? back of the mouth, down to the throat. Now, how about the lips? What do you feel in your lips? And then now just let your awareness return to the breath for just a moment. All right, good. Thank you, everyone. That's good for tonight. So, um,
0: I' I'll be curious to hear in a moment um, what your experiences were with just um, attending in the way that we did to, you know um, your resistances, your aversion to particular kinds of experiences you may have been having, and what it felt like to, to approach that kind of aversion with curiosity, right, um, to make it an object of meditation. Um, but I just want to just say a few words about, um, you know, why we did the practice that we did tonight. So, um, you know, when we meditate, when we sit, we're going to have, um, experiences that we don't want to have. We're going to have thoughts, feelings, sensations, experiences that we don't want to have. And I think one of the most important things, um, to do as we're like, for deepening our meditation practices, um, getting comfortable with how to practice with those kinds of experiences. Um, what happens when something unpleasant comes up, right? That we
1: don't really want to feel. And um, I think one of the most important things to keep in mind is that, um, you
0: know, what we, even what we don't want to experience, what feels unpleasant isn't um, an obstacle, right? Isn't a problem, isn't something that we are trying to get over or through or move beyond or get rid of, right? What's well, actually um, a crucial part of the path of practice. Meditation is not about achieving some kind of constant state of, of pleasant sensations or calm, but really, um, sort of learning how to welcome whatever the present moment holds. And that includes, um, because we are human, by definition, things that um, will not always be pleasant. Um, and but at the same time, it's also really natural, as I said a number of times during um, tonight's meditation session, for us to find certain kinds of experiences um, very difficult to take or if not in in an intense way, just like like it's natural to not want to experience things that are unpleasant, aversion, resistance. These are things that we will also experience. And just as is the case with the unpleasant sensations that we have the aversion or resistance to, um, it could be experience of pain, it could be a difficult emotion, or it could be a certain idea that we have about ourselves, you know, maybe like, I can't do this well enough, something's wrong with me, you know, um, or I'm not the kind of person I want to be or whatever it may be. Um, so it's it's natural to have some trouble accepting um, those kinds of things. Like, I don't want this pain. I don't want to feel that feeling. Or I don't, I don't like this, I, I don't like this thought. I really don't want it, I want it to go away. And I think it's important to um, recognize that that aversion, that resistance itself is something to be accepted in the moment. It's not like, oh, if I was like good at meditating, I wouldn't experience this aversion, you know, or I wouldn't experience this kind of resistance. Um, as if like the thing to do is then like somehow push that aside and then get into the unpleasant, you know experience. Rather, to make room for that very natural feeling that like, I don't want this. And to, to, to approach that with both kindness and curiosity. Like, what is it like to really, um, what does it feel like to not want a particular kind of um, sensation or feeling or thought? What does that feel like? The point isn't to get rid of it, right? But to bring awareness to that too. And those experiences of resistance and aversion are themselves things that need to be accepted. Um, I think part of what we're doing, a big part of what we're doing when we meditate is learning a lot about um, what we don't want to accept, both in our experience, but also about ourselves. Um, What
1: do we have trouble accepting about ourselves? Um, I think the difficulty of doing this,
0: putting this idea into practice, I think um, theoretically it's quite easy to, I think, understand what I've been saying. I mean, um, you know, maybe for some of you, some of what I'm, I've said so far is is um, is new, but I think for most of you, it's not, it's, it's the very familiar stuff, you know? um, opening to discomfort, right? Um, Opening, you know, going moving, trying to move beyond, picking and choosing, all of that. But it is actually genuinely challenging to do this. And it's not a matter of whether one is a beginner or not. Um, You can practice for years, even decades, um, and still suddenly realize, oh my God, I've actually been like just spending this entire meditation session trying to get away from this particular like um, feeling, you know, or, or um, like not accepting this thing that was coming up when, and then also not accepting that I didn't accept it, you know. Um, I think the reason it's so difficult um, and the reason that like, even if you've practiced for many, many years, we need to keep relearning this lesson over and over again is because um, the very thing that brings us to practice is often this desire to get rid of certain parts of ourselves. You know, the very thing that like got us into the door, of the meditation hall, or into this Zoom call, right? Um, is this idea that if I meditate long enough, maybe that thing that I don't like about myself will finally go away, you know? Um, maybe I won't have to feel that anymore. Um, and so I think, so the difficulty is not some kind of like, oh, it's just a hard task or like, you know, it just takes practice and I'll get better at it. But it actually requires a kind of honesty, which is I think just very difficult, which is that I have in some ways um, been using this practice uh, to actually try to escape from part, some of who I am. I don't, I don't actually like really like want this part of me. And this practice is like, you know, and then we, you know, then we, then we start believing all these ideas of like wholeness and acceptance, et cetera. And so there's this kind of dissonance between how we think about what we're doing when we practice, which is accepting everything, right? And the reality, which is actually no, like, but not that, you know, not this part, not really like I'll accept everything. I can accept the breath, I can accept pain, I can accept discomfort, but not that anxiety, you know, or not that anger or not that fear, you know? Um, And so, you know, there's one of the sort of hallmarks of the meditative approach to the mind and the Buddhist approach to reality is like this idea of non-duality, you know? We're trying to move beyond dualism to see the oneness of our reality. Um, And, you know, I think the one kind of duality which, um, I think is the most difficult to sort of even see and then to try to work with is the duality that exists within our very self, the duality that like um, says like, okay, I want these parts of myself. I like this. I like the kind of me. I like this, you know, I like the, the generous me, but I don't like the kind of the jealous me or the envious me or this or that like that part. I don't want, I like, I want to, I want to get rid of that and practice will help me do that. It will help me just, hold on to the good parts of myself and allow me to transcend or or in some way suppress or get rid of, move beyond those parts of myself that I don't want. But that very approach to practice actually perpetuates the kind of duality which created the suffering which brought us in the door. But the more we practice in this way, the more we deepen the kind of suffering that we're actually trying to get rid of, you know? Um, and so to, to actually, heal this inner division requires us to stop picking and choosing between the various parts of ourselves, saying, I like this part, but not that, right?
1: Um, And that requires really just accepting whatever
0: comes up in our practice. But in particular, I think those parts of ourselves that we just feel ourselves tightening up against. Like, no, not that. I don't want that, that anxiety that I feel in my chest. I don't want that, that um, whatever it is. I mean, different people have different things, you know. Um, And I think that's just hard. This is not a technique issue. This is like, this is like, you know, practice when it gets like really, down to it is not an issue, a matter of technique. It's a matter of kind of attitude. And can we actually reorient ourselves so that um, we're not sort of constantly enacting this sort of subtle self-aggression against parts of ourselves, this picking and choosing. The interesting thing is when we can actually begin to accept the wholeness of who we are, we also become like freed from this attachment that we have to our sense of self. In an interesting way, um, by actually letting all of the mess that we are be as it is, not trying to purify ourselves, not trying to become good in some way, right? Um, The self starts to feel like less solid, less, you know, kind of like um, rigid, it starts to feel more porous, more soft. And then I think that's when we can start to realize that um, it was actually the kind of inner battle against certain parts of ourselves that we didn't want to accept that that made the self feel so robust and so strong. Um, it increases the power of the self um, when we when we fight against parts of it, when we're like, resisting that feeling, it just makes it feel that much more intense and real. When we can let it be, it can begin to relax and begin begin to soften. Um, So the real challenge is when we notice things come up that we don't like, how, just being curious about how we respond to that, what it feels like to tighten up against those kind of experiences. And, um, and just really studying it, just, just being curious about it. And, um, and I think being willing, to just acknowledge, like, I don't want this. Like, I don't actually accept this about myself. Until we can really be honest about um, all the ways in which we we are not ready to accept who we are, we're not really going to get very far. You know, um, it's it's like we need to get over the idea that we can be like good and just be accepting of everything. Like, really, it requires um, just being honest with ourselves. Like, no, this thing that I hold here, I don't want it. And it feels like this, not the one, it feels really tight. Not only is there this uncomfortable sensation, but there's this like armoring around it, which is just the, like the clenching fist of resistance to it. And then we can bring our awareness to that, what it feels like to want to reject part of ourselves, to resist part of ourselves. What does that feel like, that resistance itself? What does it feel like to not want a certain experience, to not want a certain part of ourselves? Then we can really get somewhere. You start to feel like, oh, now this is workable. Like it's still there, but I'm not feeding it by denying that it's even there. You know. Um, so um, anyway, I think um, I'm going to pause there and just see if um, people want to share about like what the experience of the practice tonight was like, or if there any is if, if there's anything that I said just now that either um, you know, raises questions for you, or that resonates with something that you experienced either tonight or some other time in your practice. But um, for me, I think this is like one of the core, most challenging aspects of meditation practice. Um, So I just wanted to just, I returned to it once in a while. I thought it was a good time to return to it.
2: Thanks Bernie and everyone for um, being here. So, yeah sorry something that you were just talking about bernie um made me think so i was having a great sitting and then trying to get into some of the tension and the resistance and my work email apparently i didn't sign out and it thing and so it was really easy um because i have a lot of anxiety about returning to work after sabbatical and like it was just yeah tension in the chest and i did a good job like being curious about that lingering but I didn't do a good job. Like then you were like, you don't have to do this forever or whatever. So letting it go and then transitioning, I was just sitting in it for too long, I think. And what you were just talking about, about going from that to kind of sitting in your resistance to it, as opposed to just the feeling itself um, was challenging for me. And I didn't know if other people had that experience or um, perhaps have done this more often and were able to kind of shift into thinking more about your resistance to the, tension as opposed to just
0: the tension. Does anyone respond to Jenna? That's a really good, that's a that's a good thing to, to bring up.
1: I just wanna echo it that it's hard for me to,
2: sometimes to discern if the emotion, if the feeling is resistance or if the feeling it's hard to kind of get the feeling about the feeling, and then the feeling about the feeling. It's hard for me to to do that sometimes. I empathize.
0: And Marnie, I would say it's not essential that you be able to tell the difference. You know, I, I think. Um, um, I mean, there can be sometimes like layers within layers, right? Then you don't have to get. get um, and it's just like, how does it actually feel in the body, right? I think that's the key thing. Like, that's the beautiful thing. It's like whatever it is, you can feel it now in the body. This is what it's like right now. Um, and, um, and sometimes it's very clear that it's just resistance. Like, like you just feel this like, inner like I don't want this almost like an inner hand trying to push it away. And sometimes it's more subtle and you can't quite tell and it's okay, you know, it, it's not essential
1: that it, you label it, you know, correctly. Hi, Audrey. Um, I wonder if this example
3: might be getting at what people are wondering because my experience with this is that like say for example if someone says something I don't like like one of my mm-hmm. typical reactions that I like my left shoulder specifically like tenses up and comes up higher mm-hmm. and so um, during the meditation when I notice attention like my immediate reaction is to try to just relax it and so I always just like, if I notice any tension, I immediately try to relax something. But the invitation to be curious about it, that's where I got like really resistant. Like, I don't feel resistance to like the tension itself, Mm -hmm. but it was just like when you say like to be curious about it, I was like, no, I have to relax it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that that was newer for me of being like, because I didn't it's yeah, I guess I didn't want to be curious about it. I just wanted to resolve it. I wanted to fix it. Okay. Um, and so I didn't have a problem with the tension. I had the problem with like not res- immediately resolving the tension.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and so I'm not sure if that connected with anything people
1: said. That's I
0: think that's a really that's an interesting point. You know, and I think that um, sometimes we can just resolve it. But uh, Audrey, might. My guess is that it doesn't always work, does it?
3: Yeah, sometimes it's harder. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I think when, yeah. He,
3: when it's more physical, like yeah. um, uh, when it's more physical, it's easier. Like mm-hmm. if it's a thing of like, oh, my left shoulder came up, then I can take a deep breath and let it down. And so I'm not I don't. Uh, I mean, there there are emotions that just are stronger mm-hmm. and. Um, that don't go away with just some deep breathing
1: right
3: um but i guess um that's not something i, I really got to experience at least this this round
0: yeah uh, yeah um so so jenna i mean to resp- return to your original question it's like i think that um that ability to like move your awareness away from the whatever the difficult experience you're having right back to the breath um, sometimes one can do that. Sometimes one can't, right? And I think, um, and um, I think it's actually valuable either way. You know, um, like if you can, if if the experience is like the kind that of Audrey's talking, like uncomfortable but not terribly so, right? Something that you could like, you could bring your awareness to, but also move your awareness away from. That that suggests a certain level of moderate intensity. But there's other kinds of um, difficult emotions or feelings or sensations that will come where you won't be able to. And, um, and I think that in those cases, the reality of, the, of what's going on is that you are just in it. And then you just, you know, um, and there is no way to manage it, right? There's no way to lower the shoulder with any kind of technique. There's no way to do anything. And then, the, then I think this is actually like a really productive place to be. It's a very, very uncomfortable place to be but this is a place where everyone ends up being sometimes. I mean, you know, and so like, what do you do? Do you fight that? Or can you like just be with how it is as uncomfortable as it may be? And there are times where, you know, you will have sitting after sitting where you're just, there's something has come up. It's profoundly challenging and it may take days or weeks, sometimes. I mean, you can move through very difficult kinds of experiences where um, it's just, you're just in this kind of zone of just being with this discomfort that is just lingering for a long time. You know, like during sessions or long retreats, there can be like long stretches where stuff comes up and you just, the, the, the challenge is, can you sit with it or are you gonna find some way to try to escape mentally from it, you know? And if you stay long enough with it, something will shift. But um, but it's hard, it's very, it's always tempting to say, well, maybe if I just, just do this, if I just start focusing on the breath really carefully, or if I do something else, if I, you know, if I go do yoga, if I do something else, I'll be able to, I'll you know, take care of it, right? And it, you can do a symptomatic treatment. You know, there are lots of different things one can do, right, to symptomatically, but the underlying dynamics that created that sensation in the first place will remain untouched unless we find a way at some point to really just, be with it you know um and so yeah anyway um and the, the the feelings that came up may just have been of that nature like more intense than you could move away from but that doesn't suggest to me like there's a problem with how you were you know you're, you're the kind of awareness you brought to it just meant that the thing was more intense and you're not going to be able to like necessarily move away from everything and yet the practice
1: is the same just be with that you know it's really hard this is where you know there's a way in
0: which um meditation practice components of it are just like hard blue collar labor you're just learning how to be with and tolerate things that you don't want to tolerate i mean and until you really come up against the things you don't want to tolerate it's like you just like i mean that's what practice is about you know, it's like, it's about learning how to be with the very things that we don't want to be with. Um, it's not just something we do to feel like calm and pleasant, but really put us at the edge of what it is that we're willing to accept about ourselves and, and our experience, yeah. And then the kind of freedom that comes from that, it's amazing, but um, it's almost like the resistance, like the good sort like, it's almost like, like playing a game of chicken, you know, like, um, maybe if I just stay long enough, she'll give up. Or, um, or also like, um, you know, we can say like, oh, I'm accepting you, I'm just being curious, right? But it's almost like these, these like, let's say just some, like this form of tension, right? Almost knows like, no, she's not really curious. She's just doing this to get rid of me. <laughs> you know, she's bringing this awareness. She's, she's trying to seem accepting, you know, but really this is all just a, a rude because ultimately she just wants me out of here, right? And, and you, and if we're honest, we we realize actually most of that's really true. You know, we are using, um, meditation in this ulterior way to get rid of certain things that we don't want to feel, you know, and until we can move beyond that and actually be okay with that thing being there almost forever, it's going to stay there. And then when we actually like no longer care whether it stays or goes, that's when it will soften, you know, but that's the hard place. And that's like, you can't trick the mind into believing that.
2: Bernie, I just, I wanted to say that it's what you're sharing and what you're teaching and that what people, other people have shared, it makes such a difference to be part of a group where you're learning that you're not the only one that criticizes yourself. And hears these things when you're meditating, that it's normal and that everyone feels it because the, the worst part is always that you think, oh my God, you know, nobody else does this. I'm the only one that that is so self-critical and so negative about, and it makes such a difference yeah. hearing from you and from others that this is normal, like so it really does.
0: It's not only normal, it's actually like inevitable and necessary part of the path, you know? Um, it's really is, like Jane, it's like not, it's not not something to be avoided. It's it's everyone goes through it. And the question is, well, can we fess up to it? And then like make it,
1: uh, you know, grist for a practice. Right. Yeah. Okay, 8.32,
0: um, so you know, this is stuff that we can return to you at different times. And if people have questions next week, they wanna to return to something that came up today, just bring it up next week. Can we sit for, I, for those of you who aren't regulars, we, I, like, I like it if we sit for one minute so we can end with quiet rather than speech. And I thought, so just
1: please sit in whatever way seems good to you. And then I'll tell you when that minute is over. All right, everyone. Thank you for being here. Good night, everyone.